gentlemen, welcome back to College Football Tailgate. Today is July 4th, 2022. Happy 4th of July, everybody. We are here in the Woos Media Studios. I'm your host, Will Chambers. As always with me, Tyler Walgie on the left. Hello. Producer Smitty in the house. I'm back. And guess what? We have our very first podcast guest, guys. (laughs) Uh, Snyder, say hello. Hello, everybody. He's here, folks. He's in the studio. Now, longtime listeners may have heard of uh, our friend Nick Snyder here. Well, because he's almost, uh, he's close to joining the PGA. That's right. He's going to be big time soon. Well, actually, he strikes me more as like a live golf kind of guy. Kind of guy personally. <laughs> right. Live is the but future. Yeah, live you've for been sure. shouted out on the show. I don't know if you've heard such shout outs, but it's happened a couple times. Yeah, I have. I appreciate the love. Yeah. The real hardcore listeners know. And so mm-hmm. we're excited to have someone new in the studio. And uh, on all days, it's the 4th of July. And that means, look, happy birthday to America. Today's the day you should eat hot dogs. You should badmouth England. Uh, (laughs) You should have some, some pride in your nation. You know, a a lot of faults in America. Just England, huh? Not, yeah. What about Canada? Well, I've no, got you, an issue with Canada. Because that's not what we're celebrating, yeah. Tyler. We're celebrating independence from England. Oh, okay. So no, you got a bad mouth Canada. Okay. You, also, you also kind of have oh, to yeah. be careful with how much pride you have because that quickly turns into a rally. Okay, so. we're not saying pride of any like particular race <laughs> or <laughs> all religion. All we're saying is taxation okay. with representation. Here's, all right, Ryan? Here's what it is. That's it's all we're that saying. Today, you should have a hot dog with your neighbor, crack yes. a beer, yes. be careful with fireworks. Don't Jason Pierre Paul that shit. <laughs> Did you watch the uh, hot dog eating contest? No, I can't watch that at all. I heard. I heard that Joey Chestnut so like gross. like uh, body checked like like a protester. Or yeah, something. I hate that's what everyone's talking about. But yeah, someone uh, went on stage to to uh, bring some awareness to a cause, and mm. it ended up. I mean, know, if kinda... there's if there's no better place to do that than at the the Nathan's. <laughs> well, it was hot for eating it was for a pig slaughtering farm. Ah. And so you can look it up if you want. We're not going to go into that, but uh, that's why they did it there. Yeah. But Joey Chestnut, good headlock. I'd like to see him. You know how they do those. Uh, like UFC fights that that are uh, barstool, yes, and they put random people against random people. Yeah, I want to see now Joey Chestnut in the ring with someone else, but Kobe UFC thing. rules. Bring so back Kobayashi. See, I feel like <laughs> oh, he would cr- Kobayashi weighs ninety five pounds. <laughs> I know. See, I feel Little like Kobayashi. The real move is if his headlock was really good and he's a great entertainer, then then WWE has to come Ooh, through. Okay. You get Jim McMahon okay. to bring him in and fight. And he's already got his name, Joey Jaws Chestnut, and he like has hot dogs in his pocket or something, <laughs> and that's how he like fights people. You know, yeah. I don't know. It could be cool, but no, I can't watch. It is a great American pastime, the hot dog eating competition, but I can't watch it. It's disgusting. Did you, did you see the guy that drank a gallon of pink lemonade in 30 seconds? Well, that was what? Badlands Booker. Yeah. I love is Badlands. That's the same event? No, no, no. no. Yeah. Hang on. All right. So I love Major League Eating. The MLE. Okay. Go check them out online. MajorLeagueEating.com. Yeah. Badlands is my guy. Now, he doesn't have a lot of world you know, records. <laughs> What's Badlands' real name? Uh, I think it's Eric Badlands Booker. <laughs> Booker Ryan, will you... Yeah. Will you uh, it is. I can try okay. to look Is it Eric Badlands Booker? Um, but anyway... He's got a YouTube channel, and he does these. He crushes like KFC, or he'll eat, you know, a hundred McDonald's wings in five minutes, or something like that. Just normal stuff that we can all try at home and, and play along at home. But I love Badlands Booker. Look him so up. So he drank a gallon of pink lemonade in thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah the dude. Can Is drink. it like through a beer funnel, or no, how does he accomplish a giant, such a feat? It's a giant like mason jar. That's disgusting. Did he immediately <laughs> it throw it all up? It looked really refreshing. Well, I mean, refreshing, pink, pink lemonade's really good. <laughs> he could so. have had a second one for sure. You think so? You, you like pink lemonade? What makes the lemonade pink? It's like Food strawberry coloring. flavored. No, it, it has a different flavor. It's like strawberry, <laughs> isn't it? I'm sure. It I'm is pretty sure it's. Too. But is it strawberry lemonade? Is that flavored. what pink lemonade is? 
I think so. Oh, I'll look it up. All right, get, let's, flavor is pink. Let's get on. I mean, it's Fourth of July. This Give is, it a these go, are important Tyler. things. Yes. Um, well, listen, I'm back from vacation. I was on vacation all last week. Well, where were you, and how was it? I was in uh, Northern Michigan. It was amazing. Great weather. Mm. It was on a lake for a week. Had okay. some good times. Now, I'm I didn't, not, I, last time I'm going to cut you off. I promise. Yeah, yeah. Last time, no, but I have to know. How Canadian are the accents up there? Not at all. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, it's not. So you're thinking of when people say Northern Michigan, they think of the Upper Peninsula. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's a reason why they call it the Upper Peninsula because it's not Northern Michigan. It's a whole other beast. Northern Michigan is like the top of the lower half of, or not even the half, the lower portion of the state. Top of the lower half. And the the UP people get upset. That's right. The the U the U people get upset about. Uh, other people referring to them as Northern Michigans because they're not. They're they're the Upper Peninsula people, and they call people in the rest of Michigan bridge trolls because they're below the bridge. <laughs> they're below the bridge, the the bridge from Michigan okay. to the Upper Peninsula. So okay. no Canadian accents. There is a Michigan accent though, oh. and. What does uh, it sound like? Can you do uh, an impression for me? Ah, that's one I really can't do very well, uh-huh. but it basically just sounds I like what I my mom there, sounds like. So I can let the audience know what it sounds like. It's not like, it's nothing crazy. It's almost kind of like a Minnesotan accent or... Kind of like the Minnesotan accent, you know? No, not that's really like just that. Canadian. Is that Canadian? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool. And where I was, I had like no cell reception for the whole week. So I get back and college football is just on fire again. The whole world of college yep. football is upside down. Uh, the big news, of course, is Southern Cal, USC, and UCLA announced they're moving to the Big Ten, and it happened super yeah. quick. They like there were there was a report, hey, it's happening, and the next day it gets announced, and and it's happening quickly. It's move. They joined the Big Ten starting the season twenty twenty four. So it's right. two more seasons, and that's it. They join. I hate this. It's so dumb. I've gone. I've talked about conference realignment so many times before. Um, it's one thing when like a Nebraska or a Maryland joins the Big Ten, and it, like it kind of makes sense geographically. Um, there are like decent fits out there for that kind of stuff. But this is stupid. It's all self-preservation. It's all for money. The USC, uh, USC, and UCLA do not fit in the Big Ten. No, it's awful. And look, I get it. They're just it's it's self-preservation. They saw the writing on the wall. The Pac-12 is a sinking ship, and they said we're going to get the hell out of here, just like Texas and Oklahoma did, moving to the SEC. Um, they're going to get out. Uh, you know that that basically the the Texas Oklahoma move started the game of musical chairs. It's happening now, and it's not done. Like this this seems big. But at this point, everyone is now saying we're just going towards two super conferences and you're going to see more teams move to the Big Ten, more teams move to the SEC, and who knows what's going to happen with the Big 12 and the, and the Pac-12. But I hate this. It really pisses me off. So do you remember my reaction when Texas know you left the Big 12? Yeah, I feel like you were I was one of the few. Yeah, yeah you were all about off. it. I loved it because this is the domino that was a domino we needed to fall for all these other things to happen. College football has needed change for so long. Yeah, but this much change? This is like yes. drastic change. I know. It seems like a lot, but this is the good thing. Now, Ugh. as a Colorado football fan, University of Colorado, the Buffs, in the worst conference in the Power Five, maybe the worst team in that conference this year, last couple of years, well, they went 8-4 a few years ago. Let's not sell them short that year. My point is, though, they have the the most to lose with all of this. Right. Okay, So so as a, as a fan of the Buffs, I should theoretically be so upset and pissed. How can this happen? This is what the sport needs, though. And I've been saying this for years. Now everyone seems to be talking about relegation, where we have 48, 64, whatever teams, and there's... 
10, 15, you know, 14, whatever. They go up and down every year. That's what this sport needs. Different championships. Right. I mean... And, okay, and, but but you could... Uh, there's other ways to accomplish it than having UCLA play at but, Northwestern but, in November. But these That's big stupid. changes are what we're going to look back at in 15 years and say those are the big building blocks that brought us to this great sport we have now. College football is broken. And we love college football. We do a podcast on it because we love the sport. But it's broken. And if it's going to improve, these are the drastic things that need to happen. So I'm, I'm a fan of it. I'm, a, I'm in favor of it. No, they don't belong in the, in the Big Ten. When you think UCLA, when you think USC, you think Pac-10 football. Yeah. Now, I yeah. know I'm old school, but you think Pac-10, right? Those championships, those battles when they were elite on the West Coast, getting those kids. Big Ten, you think Midwest. Right. So this is totally different, but it's not going to be like this for long at all. I think this won't last for five years. Yeah, I saw something today that uh, USC and UCLA are actually closer to the country of Honduras than they are Rutgers University. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's about 400 That's miles hysterical. closer. <laughs> no, wow. the, the geography, they need <laughs> new insane, names. Right? What they need is new names. Yeah. So what college football needs to do, I think, if we get new names, I know it seems small, minute, not a big detail, but that will change this whole idea of hanging on to tradition and moving forward because that's what we're caught in between now people either want to stay with tradition what do we know these teams to be what do we know the sport to be or what can this become because if we look at what this can become and that's what i want to focus on college football can i think i know this is crazy get close to where the NFL is right now. If not surpass it, but get close. The NFL, if they keep... The NFL's king, right? The NFL is king in this country. Yep. College football is, is number two, if not number three behind the NBA, right? I mean, what else is... That's the order Probably. right now. Of, yeah. Talking about TV ratings, what people watch, that's that's how you judge this, right. in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I just think that... Because, like, look, you said it. Like, you're... you I, like I What I love, uh, especially about college football, is, like, the history, the traditions. And this is, like, blowing that up, which is why it's hard for me, and I don't like it. I definitely like that that we're moving towards, like, bigger a better postseason, playoffs, more championship ability. It, it, you're right. It'll be better for some of the smaller schools and things like that so would it make in the you long feel, run. Would it make you feel better if they changed the name of the Big Ten to something else? Now, I know short-term it would suck. Like... Wow, the Big Ten's gone. We've had the Big Ten forever. But would it make you feel better? No. If it's like the whatever. I don't want to come up with some goofy name, but if it right. was just a different name. I just would have liked a, a different postseason option, a different way to select the champion while keeping conferences like geographical. Because that's like, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's more than just geographical. It's cultural. Like USC and... And UCLA aren't cultural fits for the right. Big Ten. You know what I mean? <laughs> not at all. Um, and like, you know, whatever. Wh- whatever happens next, whatever the next domino is, Oregon's not a cultural fit for the Big Ten or the SEC or whatever. You know what I mean? And so, like, that's where it just it doesn't make sense. It doesn't flow to me. And I know that, like, t- it didn't make sense to me when Nebraska moved to the Big Ten. And, and 10 years from now, I'll probably be, you know, more used to it because you just you see it more, so it becomes familiar. But, I, you know, I just would have liked a way to fix the postseason without having, you know, what seems like chaos right now now like no one knows what's happening you know and and in my opinion like loving the tradition of college football it is getting worse from that aspect but i get that it's going to grow the game it's going to grow the sport i mean college football has been held together with duct tape for 50 years yeah but duct tape is strong (laughs) oh yeah i should have said masking tape right (laughs) like duct tape is pretty good no not like uh maybe uh that tape gorilla gorilla tape uh, no that's real Mm. good 
I'm talking like like scotch painters tape. tape. Oh, painters, painters tape. tape. Painters sure. tape. Oh, okay. Yeah. Painters tape. Painters tape. That's a good one. Keeps some lines pretty, yeah. but it does nothing to keep <laughs> shit sticky. Well, listen. That, so, so hold on, just one second. I I, I think it's going to be really interesting with these lower lower level teams in these conferences because they're going to have to jump on board with the Big Twelve or the Big Ten before it's too late and they're left without a conference but, or in a really poor conference. But I'm hearing a lot of different things. Now, that is the direction most people are talking. Uh, do you go to the Big 12? Do you go right. to... Uh, do you, but I've also heard, get San Diego State, Houston. Boise State... Yeah, but that doesn't just make Pac-12. the Pac-12 viable. Like, losing right. USC Pac-12's and... Pac-12's viable right now. Right, but that's what I'm saying, <laughs> is that if you're Oregon and someone says, hey, we're going to go get Boise State and San Diego State, they're saying, that doesn't help me. I'm going to leave because we want to survive just like everyone else does. We want to make money. The difference in the money in the Pac-12 versus the Big Ten, that's, what USC and UCLA yeah. is about to make, they had to make the decision. Yeah, that's, and I that's, get the, it. that's why. And I don't blame them at all. And I always love this, whether comes to teams going to a different conference or players accepting or turning down, uh, turning down contracts. I love, you know, uh, the, the person at home going, hey, why don't you take $14 million less to be take a hometown less. player? Yeah. <laughs> take less. For like, my okay, benefit. You turn down $14 million, then come talk to well, me. Well, what's going to be stupid is that we're going to have two super conferences one day, probably in the next like few years, most likely. Right. And then what's probably going to happen is in order to decide, you know, the, the winners of these conferences is it's probably going to end up just being regional. We'll be right back to where we were. We'll have like Pacific teams and Southern teams and Midwest teams, you know, divvying it up that way. Cause that's what makes sense as far as like travel and, and rivalries go, yeah. right? Can you, we're losing rivalries now. Can you imagine those poor guys that work for the equipment staff for these football teams that have to drive from Southern California to freaking Yeah, no shit. New York. And they'll probably, I mean, whatever, even if they're on a plane, that's still, that's a lot of travel. Like if, if USC is going to be traveling to the Midwest six times a year, that's insanity, right? Mm-hmm. They yeah, they get one more home game when they play at UCLA because it's there in Los Angeles or whatever. But look, it's stupid. That would be great though if they come back to regional and it's all just. <laughs> that's probably what will happen. Yeah. It's just, that's exactly what's happening with like like remember when cable cutting was the biggest thing in TV? Oh yeah, and and it was like oh now you just need but the same thing is happening now. It's like different streaming services <laughs> have so different true. channels and one person's going to come through and say hey pay us one fee and you get all the streaming services and we'll be exactly where we were. Yep, yep. Yeah. so that's great. It's all all coming full circle you know one of my best karaoke songs right back where we started from is uh what is that maxine nightingale you're Classic. asking the wrong person yeah, so i don't know what the hell you're talking about oh man yeah so and so in 30 years <laughs> when we're still doing this podcast we can drop the audio from today and be like one day, so. hey, full circle i'm still pushing for one day we have to do a midweek karaoke i'm pushing against that yeah i don't like to sing yeah. and no one wants to hear me sing i can tell you tyler that. Yeah. what happened yes. uh, with regulators last time you sang that? yeah that did not go well that has been brought up on the show yeah. Yeah. Yes, now listen speaking of snyder being on the mic he's our resident another resident pac-12 you're an alum from university of arizona mm-hmm. how do you feel about arizona potentially moving to the big 12 the pac-12 dying what's going to happen I feel like, yeah, the Pac-12 is going to die because USC and UCLA are huge, right? Like, yeah, I mean, they're the moneymakers. They're the moneymakers, you know, and yep. everyone goes to those games. So I think that's, you know, it's going to cause some harm to the what about, conference. What about for basketball? Because you are more of a basketball guy than football. Do you feel like like Arizona basketball will, would work out well in the Big 12? Uh, I think so. I think they have a good uh, a following and they can recruit well. So Sean um, Miller can still sweat through his shirts. In fact, <laughs> Sean's not there anymore. We got a new coach. Did oh, you try? You didn't go. you try out for the basketball team when you were there? They didn't take walk-ons. Oh, uh, but, but didn't you want to try out? Yeah. Yeah. So he Snyder he, can hoop. Yeah, he can hoop, and uh, he wanted to play at Arizona. You can also golf. We're, you're not going to talk much this episode. 
uh, but we are going to uh, let anyone know in Arizona ability. who can play <laughs> your for money. Prowess. Yes, yeah. S- Snyder is the dude who shows up at your YMCA game, and you're like, "Fuck, he's <laughs> just going to tear us up." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll play for money if you. Uh, where do you live? Scottsdale. Okay. All right. Let's not go any more specific than that. What's your uh, address? <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's in your Scottsdale social? or the area and want to play Snyder for money, find him on a Twitter at uh, what? The Nick Snyder. There you go. Boom. The Nick Snyder. And a player for cash. He's a golfer. Now, are you worried like that Happy Gilmore. Ohio State might sue you because they did just get a copyright for the when it the. comes to branding oh. as the Ohio oh. State University? So, that being said, are you worried that Ohio State might file a lawsuit or a copyright claim? No comment. All right. All right. <laughs> before we move on, before we get back to the actual content, yeah. college football, I had the answer. Lemonade. Pink lemonade. Uh, you were wrong, Will. It's not strawberry. It's just food dye. So, Ryan... It doesn't is, have its own flavor? No. Uh, so, like regular lemonade, pink lemonade is made of lemon juice, sugar, and water most of the time. However, since lemons are naturally yellow and produce clear what? juice, a red or pink natural or artificial food coloring dye is usually used to give the beverage a rosy tint. I think it's a game that you're... Like a, a trick that your brain plays on you, like, like white you shock color, yeah. but you're not expecting. You know what's funny though? Way, so I like... saw Will typing furiously. I I think he's trying to rebut me right now. <laughs> okay, well here's so what I'm gonna yeah, do. I, only is, because I, yeah. I really thought I was right. Now yeah. what I I just googled is pink lemonade just regular lemonade, and the first result says it's a variant of lemonade made with the same ingredients, but with an added ingredient such as red food dye or strawberry or cranberry. Well, so I'm sure there's maybe some we're both right. <laughs> Maybe we're both right, or maybe it's just see, me. See, but that's the thing. <laughs> you know what? I'll give you half a point there. Why not? <laughs> that, that's the thing is all pink lemonades are pink, but not all. Wait, how am I trying to say this? No, I know what you're saying. <laughs> all pink all. lemonades are not pink lemonade, but no. pink okay. lemonades are not all pink no, lemonades. That, that definitely was not right. No, yeah, I, was, I, was, <laughs> okay. I was going all. Scrap it. Scrap it. <laughs> all strawberry lemonades are pink lemonades, but Correct. not all pink That's lemonades. That's what I was going for. Lemonade. No, I think it's more ambiguous when you only use pink to describe I mean, uh, look, we're, as well. we're hitting the big stuff yes. here, guys. This is the <laughs> real hard the the content that everyone wants. I mean, That's right. On. And we are going to have, we have 4th of July content coming, by the way. So after mm-hmm. we're, we're not done talking about conference realignment, we're going to talk about Arch Manning going to Texas, some recruiting stuff. But can I finish? But, but can I put this in people's minds? Put it in, put it in my mind. It's a good thing that USC and UCLA are moving. I know it's a weird thing they're moving to the Big Ten. I don't like they're getting out of the Big 12 because that's bad for my team. Pac-12. Excuse me, the Pac-12 because that's good for my team. I want CU to go to the Big 12. But this is good for the future of college football. There have to be big dominoes that fall. This is one of them. Okay, yeah. I mean, look, my only argument against that is I think that we're... We're we're in agreement at the the end is what we it's a means to an end and we want the same end but I would just I think there's a different way to go about it but maybe not maybe this is like hey we're just it has to be done this way what you want to happen is how Joey Chestnut eats hot dogs you want everything to happen in six months we hit the off season everyone moves around everyone decides what's going on and then we start next season for the future that's what you want to have you don't like this trickle effect. No, I don't. I want where it's where it's Texas and OU. Or like uh, this all USC could be UCLA. solved. This all could be solved if the NCAA just actually weren't a bunch of pussies and they just actually wielded <laughs> but, power. But we've known this for a while. You know what I mean? Like it's I don't know. It's just annoying to me. So, but whatever. I mean, look the it, the domino effect that you mentioned is so real because this is not the start. Like now, people are saying the SEC is going after Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina, maybe Georgia Tech from the ACC. Now they're good geographical fits, but. You know, they may end up having to go for a Big 12 team like Oklahoma State or something because what's what they're seeing is that the ACC 
uh, you know, even though they're kind of like a dying conference as well, they don't make a lot of money compared to the SEC and the Big Ten. The problem is that they're in this binding uh, grant of rights deal through 2036. So what that means is that like Oklahoma and Texas had to cut a deal to get out of, or they still have to, they have to cut a deal to get out of the Big 12. They're going to pay their way out. They're going to they're gonna pay the Big 12 to join the SEC. With this grant of rights deal the ACC has, it makes leaving the conference essentially financially impossible for now. A lot of people think they're going to find a way to work around it, but for now, Clemson can't just say, hey, we're joining the SEC because it will cost them so much that it actually won't be a benefit to go to the SEC where they can make more money. It's too expensive. And so the ACC may be able to survive just based on that for now, but I think what you'll find is teams will find a workaround and eventually get out. But I do think the SEC is going, hey, the Big Ten just made this big splash move. We're not just going to stop at Oklahoma and Texas. We're going to go after Oklahoma State. We're going to go after Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina, something like that. Because those those teams, like if those if Clemson and Florida State join the SEC, I'm not, I'm not going to be crying like I am with USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten because they make sense to me. But how about do you think the SEC can get? I mean, are they just going to keep going? Well, if we go to two super conferences, is it going to be yes. like that movie, The Blob, where it, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger? Two twenty-team conferences, and then you have the top forty of college football, and everyone else plays in a separate championship so, that, so it's going to be the Big Ten and SEC yes it already is now rename they have to rename it people that's have, my thing people have it. already coined the term the power two which is at the SEC and the Big Ten but that's already been coined hold on. I don't see why the ACC can't do the same thing they're going to get Notre Dame they're going no, to get no they're not the, the Notre Dame does not want to join the ACC but they're going to be forced into they've it. already no they haven't they've already and everyone's already saying Notre Dame right. is going to the Big Ten. Oh, because that makes sense better for them here's there's the hang up though oh, Notre Dame okay. has a special deal with the ACC where they don't have to play a full football Will's schedule Will's like the contract right guy Will's, Will, Will's the lawyer I'm Adam, the dude, I'm Adam Schefter up in this piece dude <laughs> um, they, they play a partial football schedule with the ACC but the rest of their sports are full ACC now all the, what all the, the insiders are saying right now is that Notre Dame doesn't want to join the ACC because they think the ACC is a sinking ship. They want to join the Big Ten, but only in football. And the Big Ten is saying, no, 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 we're Weird. getting all your sports if you join. And so I think that's the hang-up. And the other thing people are saying is that the reason why you, haven't, why you already aren't seeing Oregon and Washington leave for the Big Ten is because the Big Ten is waiting to see what Notre Dame does first before they admit those schools. Notre Dame is a big piece here, but huge. I piece. mean, yeah, they have the network deal with NBC. It's a big money, and so and now with USC joining the Big Ten, it makes it even more appealing for Notre Dame because they get to keep that yearly rivalry with USC going. Makes that easy, right, so and it fits geographically. Let's look forward. Let's let's play the uh, uh, what's the car they use in Back to the Future. DeLorean. 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 Let's play the DeLorean game. Okay, let's go ten years, eighty-eight miles per hour to the future. Where we're going, we don't need we're, roads. We're, <laughs> <laughs> All right, it is 2032. Okay. Okay. Uh, what does college football look like for, what do we say, let's do 15 bet boards. If, like, the, the judgment call, okay? Judgment <laughs> call. The winner gets 15. Is that good? The we're predicting 15 bet boards if they predict whatever accurately. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think 15 is, a, is very. I was like a one point. Two, five, for 10, 10 three, years yeah. from now, none of us are going to remember this. That's going to be the hard part. we got to put this on like <laughs> yeah, we gotta write a, a carbon stone. Okay. Um, it's all hard, guys, Here's what it's going to look like. And, and again, my whole point this whole episode has been the reason why I think this is a good thing is not because of short term. It actually, it sucks short term. It's weird. It's, it's strange. It messes the sport up. But long term, this is really necessary. And we need more of this to get to 
in 10 years, no conferences. Like I said, 48 team in the, in the first division, uh, 48 teams, excuse me, in the first division, 48 in the second, so on. And each team in that division wins a championship. That's where we're at in 10 years. I think that that's not far-fetched. You get rid of conferences altogether. You make your own schedules. Everything's going to be money-driven. And if we go more and more towards streaming, which will dictate a lot of this, let's not let's not ignore the fact that TV money is why all this is happening in the first place. Right. So streaming money, if that gets bigger, will be why this stuff happens anyway. So if streaming money says, hey, you know what's bigger than these conference schedules? Head-to-head matchups. Ohio State, can you guys schedule Clemson and USC in the same year and then maybe sprinkle in some regional matchups? Every game will have its own purpose. Right. I mean, that but, is the future of this sport. But I, I think that... So that's what I think it's going to be in 10 years. But I have a feeling with that thought process, it goes back to what we had with the BCS to where there's no real, like... You know what I'm saying? Like, what if, yeah. what if Ohio State plays Murderer's Row and then... Uh, I don't know. Nebraska has and, an average, that's why, and they're both undefeated. But that's why I think then it's a good goes? thing because strength of schedule will matter so much more. So those teams who have an easy twelve and zero, and they get left out. Well, why did we get left out? Because the best team you played was BYU. That's uh-huh. why you got left yeah, out. Well, so, so I think it all. Yeah, I think that because right, so will do you want to answer? Or do you want to still responding to me? Yes. Okay. I, I, it'll be a little bit of both. I think that. Uh, it'll be an answer to you because look, I do think it will end up being somewhere in the number of. 35 to 50 teams in their own kind of power that is like the that's the top of the top and what it ends up being is is similar because in the nfl we know right that if there's 32 teams you know there's going to be some bottom feeders going to be some top feeders but it makes for good parity and i think that's kind of where it's headed and then i think everything else underneath that we consider like you know division one college football now will actually form it'll be like what we're used to it'll be conferences and it'll probably be frankly more entertaining even because it's going to be super competitive it's going to be like what we're used to college football seeing and that'll be teams like like in the whack or something yeah it was the whack is fun to watch every year if you love college football sunbelt is actually like really fun football but no one pays attention because it doesn't have the cachet of the bigger ones right so it'll but it'll be still be teams that we're familiar with watching it'll be probably like cincinnati's or boise states or whatever right and there and i think it'll actually get better because there's only so many players you can have on those top 30, you know, like the power teams or whatever. I is I do think that's where that's headed. However, to go to the scheduling stuff, right? It, it, there will be good incentive for a team like Ohio State to schedule Clemson out of conference or whatever still because what people are talking about now already, and we saw this with the ACC, ACC they did away with divisions already. They're doing away with divisions and they're going to pick the top 2 records from the conference at the end of the year to play in the conference championship game. Now what everyone is saying with this super conference idea is that you have a super conference, there's no divisions, there's teams that you you know Michigan's still going to play Ohio State every year, Alabama's still going to play Auburn every year, and then you're going to like there's going to be scheduling systems for playing the rest of the conference. And then what's going to happen is that at the end of the season or towards the end of the season, there's each uh, conference, whether it be the SEC or the Big Ten or the ACC or whatever, is going to have a conference playoff like you have in, in college basketball. And then the conference playoff winners will end up with the highest seeds in whatever the 12 you know team playoff or 18 or whatever it is that we go towards for the actual college football playoff. And so I don't think it'll okay. be as much of like strength of schedule for on the bubble stuff, but it will come down to that maybe for the last seed in the conference playoff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I like that. It'll be very similar to that, I think, and it will be exciting because 
you'll likely get more team. You'll likely get better upsets in those conference playoffs and crazy things like that. And you won't be forced to have Ohio State versus Northwestern because of divisional rules. It'll be because Northwestern earned it, not because they're the team from the Big Ten West, right? And even though they're not, they're like the third or fourth best Big Ten team. Right. They earned it that time. All right. Well, we'll see what you have to say in 10 years about that. Oh, I'll be here, dude. <laughs> okay. I'll be Ryan. ready. Yeah. 10 years from now. Um, it's, it's hard to say because, like, you know, I, I had that concern with, with your idea, Tyler, about it would basically just be going back to the BCS type of system. But then, Will, I like what you're saying, too, but then it kind of just makes me think that we're going to go into um, basically confer- or yeah, conferences again because I would assume that if they're going to make their own schedule, the teams are going to want to try to keep them relatively regional, right? So we're already basically going to go. It's going to just go right back to right being, back being where conferences. We started from exactly. Yeah. yeah, Will said the word cachet. You guys want to hear a great uh, cachet joke? Sure. Oh, I bet it is. Let's hear so, it. So uh, my Wells Fargo app wasn't working. Called the bank. They said, "Yeah, try deleting your cachet." I said, "Hell no." Yeah. I didn't get that one. <laughs> Snyder, what's your input on Tyler's dad jokes? <laughs> oh, come on. Ryan's got a, a studio applause button over there. He could easily hit yeah, it. Takes Ryan, Ryan also one gets to decide what, that what earns the, the applause. I was looking for the boo button. You want me yeah. to tell it again? <laughs> oh, my I mean, gosh. So no. deleting your cachet, what that means is you're deleting it's your like cookies, it's like cookies history. browser history things like that to make it easier for the website to oh, yeah, I think so, we get so the they joke. would say well Ryan said it so they say you delete your cache and I also and I said hell no I also wasn't paying attention because I was looking for the oh, boo so it's button on, it's on two levels ah oh alright look how about this how about the old one two potential I, do, I did make a little list here of uh, you know what I don't want to focus too much on the negatives here are the positives no we don't do that on this show here are the positives on specifically US and UCLA moving to the back Pac-12. I, that's what I've been doing I've already, the whole time, by the way. No, no, no. But uh, this is whole outside of guy over here. Whole time. <laughs> this is outside of the the great postseason and the future of college football. This is like right now, right? Let's here's hear it. here's some positives. It will be hilarious and very entertaining to watch USC and UCLA have to hand off the ball 47 times in a snowy game at Minnesota because those guys don't do that. They never have to do that kind of shit. That will be funny. That's a positive. Um. Forcing the playoff committee to expand the playoffs will definitely make the postseason more entertaining. It will reignite my hatred for USC, which was very strong back in the day. And more recently, when they struggled, you know, you're, it's, it's, it's harder to hate a team that just sucks forever and ever and ever. But now that they have Lincoln Riley and they're in the Big Ten, they're probably going to be competing with Ohio State and other teams for that conference championship over the coming years. It will reignite my hatred for them, which I love. And then... You know, Notre Dame just being a good fit for the Big Ten, which I do think is the inevitable move for, for Notre Dame should they decide to to leave their, you know, their independent status. So you're all in. Notre Dame, Big Ten. Yes. All right. I mean, they play like Purdue every year. They play Michigan State. They play Michigan often. They have that USC rivalry. It makes sense geographically, and I think it would actually benefit them as well to join uh, the Big Ten. So I'm into it. You're a big geography guy, aren't you? Oh, huge geography guy. Okay. Big into shapes, big into geography. Shapes, mm-hmm. geography, borders, you know, latitudes, longitudes. It's all really good shit. Um, Fluid hips. <laughs> uh, moving on. The other big news we missed, and uh, again, it always happens right after we record a podcast. <laughs> Tomorrow, there will probably be huge news that more conference realignment has happened, but Texas got Arch Manning. Arch, Arch. Manning land, the biggest recruit in college football for 2023. 
Uh, you know, Arch Manning, if you're unfamiliar, obviously he's the... Yeah, if you haven't heard. He's the nephew of Peyton and Eli Manning, uh, the grandson of Archie Manning, hence the name Arch. This is massive for Texas. Texas is, is back as of now. After having this, <laughs> it's the offseason. <laughs> yes, they get they a big are. win, so Texas is back. Wait, hand, let me check. Yeah, go to Texas. We've done this many times. TexasIsBack.com, right? Is TexasIsBack.com. Oh, okay. It's not an org. They got the .com. Is TexasIsBack.com. Yep. Uh, Tyler? It says... Well, they've updated the website. Oh, wow. Looks great. It says 5-7. and Well, they lost to Kansas, and Herman is... Okay, so they haven't updated the website in a while. No. They Just haven't even gotten to start. Catches feed tweets from G Catch. Now I'm wondering. Wonder if who we have the, the intern right is that has to keep this website up. Yeah, <laughs> to the one guy who's the CEO, intern, and uh, CTO. Oh, I was wrong. It's is Texas back yet? There we dot go. Com. And fifty percent. Halfway back. No, see, I disagree. <laughs> if it's the offseason, you get a big win, then they're officially well, back here's until what it they says, lose week one. For in Texas football to truly be back, we must maintain ten wins each season. Mm. Let's see how far all this goes. All gas, no brakes. Let's see how far this can take us. This is pure science, so share with any miss. Pure science. This yes, is definitely yes. scientific. Look, it's a huge win for Sark and for Texas to get this kid. He's huge just from like a branding standpoint. He will bring in money for the university, which we already knew. Just being a Manning is going to get eyeballs on screens. NFL fans that, that don't watch college football are going to be interested in watching Texas games. Now, this also helps Sark. Because it likely, look, he had a bad first year. It really wasn't great. Um, he's doing a great job with recruiting, but now this likely keeps his job for another two or three years because, as we know, in this world of college football, if he ends up going to Texas, technically he's not there yet, but if he does and Sark were to get fired after going 7-5 and five next year, he could just transfer out, and maybe now the Texas Regents have a reason to keep Sarkeesian there. I think that's big. And recruiting for Texas has surged since signing Manning. They're now a top-five recruiting class for 2023 as of now. Um, I think it's massive. you still got to temper expectations. Yeah. I, I think that he's going to be a very good quarterback, but the truth is that with the Manning name and the number one recruit title, it's more likely he's going to be disappointing than the, the next great Manning quarterback. And so I think that if you're a Texas fan, you should sit back and kind of wait a little bit because you still have Quinn Ewers there, and who even knows if he's going to stay with this. Right. Well, and I, I saw some highlights of Arch Manning in high school, and let's, to, to say that he was by far the best athlete on the field is an understatement. Yeah. He, I mean, he's really good. Here's the thing, though. If, I'm just saying that the level in, where he was playing at in high school – Right. Playing at Texas, it's a completely different beast. So, For again, sure. tempering expectations. But you also have to look at the, the ratings. And and I have one thing to say, is the ratings are, are nonsense. Okay, so, so I'm actually, when I say you have to look at the ratings, I'm saying the reason why everyone is so excited about him is because he's rating so high. 247 Sports has him as one of the highest rated players of all time. Right. Did you see this? Mm-hmm. He, yeah. So... There have been he has like a perfect 100 score, doesn't he? Yeah, there have been three players in the history of 247 sports that have a perfect score. Vince Young. Also a Texas quarterback. Quinn Ewers. And also a Texas Arch Manning. <laughs> there you go. So my point is, if you look at 247 sports, the way they do what they do, it's a group, a committee of scouts and evaluators, which is fine. That's great. They do their thing and they are pretty good at what they do honestly if you look year over year at their three star four star five star even two stars and one stars they're accurate about half the time 
And what sticks out is when a five-star becomes a five-star. We'll go, oh, look, see, they were right there. They were right there. There's a lot of in-between. There are a lot of two and three stars in the NFL right now, okay? So this is, in a way, nonsense. We're judging these these 18-year-old kids on what's around them, these little conferences within the little cities they play in, and if you're going to judge someone from 18 on... Good luck. Now, again, like the five-star, when they excel, we say, oh, look at the five. Like when LeBron James becomes good, we go, well, we knew when he was 18, he's going to be good. Of right. course it's easy. It's easy for him. It's easy for everyone who it's easy for. All right. those elite of the elite, you know, 0.01%. But for everyone else, it's not. So this whole, oh, the five-star, the four-star, the three-star, it's all a whole bunch of bullshit. And if right. you really buy into it that much, look, I actually give 247 credit. They do a lot of good work. They've got smart people there. But if they were that smart, you're telling me Nick Saban isn't calling their best recruit to go work for him and paying him triple? And then USC and Ohio State and Clemson aren't calling the next guys to come work for them and paying them quadruple? This is very easy to figure out. Right. 247's not smarter than the entire sport of college football. Right. right. Even well, even still, and look, you're not shitting on uh, on on Arch Manning here, obviously. That, that wasn't the point of the no, argument. No, the point exactly, and thank you for that, because the point is, I actually think Arch Manning is going to be very, very good. But this idea that Quinn, you. This is actually more of a negative Quinn Ewers thing. Hmm. Uh, Quinn Ewers is supposed to be a, a great. I don't know how you know he can do a lot, a lot of good things. But the, let's just temper our expectations with these guys for sure. The other quarterbacks, by the way, in those rankings, and that's I guess my whole point is if you're going to get down to it, let's let's be very careful. Uh, there were uh, it actually just went away on my phone. I had it pulled up, but it was uh, like Vince Young was in there, as I said, the first one. Uh, um, you know, let me pull up the Quinn list. Ewers and, and you're gonna, it, it, it no, was Vince but, Young, but the, Ewers the, the, the and, top ten. Right. My point was the other quarterbacks. Not a lot of them really panned out. Right. right. Well, and it, it's it reminds me of what you have said before with with betting. You always see the parlays that hit. You never see the millions upon <laughs> millions of parlays sure. that didn't. So and here I, look, I got yeah. that list pulled up real quick. If I can go over it, no, yeah, yeah. you first. Well, well uh, look. Ultimately, recruiting is great, and it is it is indicative of success in football, but it's not a guarantee. Texas has been out recruiting Oklahoma for years and Oklahoma has continually been better than them on the football field in the Big 12. I mean, uh, the, the, the years that Oklahoma has out recruited Texas in the last 12 years has been like a handful. Texas always has better recruiting and yet they're the ones with issues on the field. So it doesn't... However, the, the, the other side of that coin is that if you look at every national championship team over the last 15 years, they all at one point had a top five ranked recruiting no, class for sure. but, in but the previous But my point with that is with those top teams, it's not hard to find Derrick Henry in high school. Right, right, right. Like So for Alabama and Clemson, all of the scouts get it right. That's why they keep their jobs. Right. because they all say, hey, look, we said he's a five-star. Alabama got him. We said he's a five-star. Ohio State got him. No one says... We said he's a two-star Utah State got him. Right. Like, that's where it, that, you know, so every it's easy to find the, the elite of the elite. For sure. Now, that, that, that list, okay, top 10 of all time in the history of their rankings, which goes back uh, 25, 30 years, number one, Vince Young, number two, Trevor Lawrence, number three, Justin Fields, number four, Brock Berlin, and this is this this is not including this year, okay? These are all quarterbacks, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and this is not including Arch and uh, Quinn Ewers, okay? Right. So these, these are the top 10 besides those two. Number four, Brock Berlin, which I had to look him up. He was a great quarterback at Florida. He played two games in the NFL. <laughs> uh, Terrell Pryor, number five. He was pretty good, but certainly didn't live up to that expectation. Bryce Young, number six, don't know yet. Matt Barkley, number seven. Bryce Young won the Heisman, so actually we can probably count it. Okay, Matt Barkley, number seven. Yeah. Jimmy Clausen, 
number eight. Jimmy. Mark Sanchez, number nine. Butt fumble. Russell <laughs> Russell Shepard. You guys know Russell Shepard? Oh, yeah. Big t- big fan. Yeah. Class of 2009. Where did he even go? I don't know. <laughs> LSU. Uh, number 10. And it goes on. Kyle Wright, Shea Patterson, Red Bomar, Ben Olsen, Ryan Mallett. My point is... You don't see the best of the best in here, okay? So for everyone to be like, oh, Arch Manning, last name Manning, there you go. That's why I'm saying hold on there. The top 10 all-time football players, 247 composite ratings. That was them. So For sure. And look, having the Manning name probably bumps him up just a little bit. And for good reason, though. I mean, at this point, if there's a quarterback Not that's a, a Manning, record, yeah. we should probably assume they're going to be pretty good. I don't know about the you know the number one of all time. But either way, I mean, look, this is big for Texas. And, and the, you can literally count the number of four- and five-star guys that have committed since then has just like skyrocketed right. for Texas. And even if Sark isn't the guy and doesn't succeed that well, like if you if you want to, if your goal is to make the playoff and win a national championship, compete in the future of the SEC, you have to do this. So he's doing it right, regardless of the on-the-field results What right percent now. would you put Sarkeesian's job security at getting players and winning games? If he does this every offseason and goes 9-3, and three, for the next five years, does he keep his job? Nine and three for five yeah. years. I mean, only if. But he does the, this every offseason. If the nine and three gets him to a couple conference championship games, whether it's the Big Twelve or the SEC, then he maybe keeps his job. I mean, the but question I mean, nine is, and three is tough. Do the boosters guys have been fired for that before? Do the boosters do the boosters like winning and being in the news at the end of the college football season, or do they like being in the news in June and July? I mean, they're in the news when they're bad, regardless. So that's I don't think like Texas <laughs> yeah. is always in the news. That's, yeah, you know what that's, I mean? True, yeah. But look, I, I think that. I think that right now his job security is pretty is as good as it could be for someone who went five and seven in their first year. That's for sure. Well, that's actually probably the yeah. That's but they're not that accurate. far off. Like, look, if Texas fields just a top forty defense next year, they're probably winning eight or nine games, right? Just based off that, their defense was horrible last year. If they can find a way to improve the offensive line, run the ball a little bit better, and continue to bring in this talent and just field a baseline decent defense i think they'll actually get really really good at that point no i think you're right i actually think uh you're you're warming up i think that this show yeah horns i think up, you've baby. hit a couple shots you're, you're warming <laughs> up i like that actually well speaking of warming up we got to talk it is the fourth of july mm, and we have some is. some fourth of july in america themed we've got segments. fourth of july stuff now before we get to the fourth can i say one more cachet joke oh god uh why don't <laughs> cryptocurrency thieves steal wallets because you got no cachet. Boo-boo-boo. Yep. That one's better or worse? I think that we need to put to bed the cachet jokes. That's, <laughs> that's my input on I thought on those it. were both pretty good for cachet jokes. Don't, don't add them to your tight five. Well, all they're we're not going to go in my yeah. act, but they're good cachet jokes. And for those who, who haven't figured out, I actually don't have an act. I'm not that good yet. But, uh, <laughs> Will, come on. If I'm forced to come up with two cachet jokes, Who is forcing bad? you to come up with cachet jokes? <laughs> this... <laughs> You got all real steamed okay. up about it, and just uh, you're, you're forcing us to listen yeah, to yeah, Cash yeah, yeah, yeah. Jones. No I thought they were good. Though. You know what? Just coming up with a blank joke off the top of your head, not bad. I will admit that. Because well, crypto, you know, they don't store cash in the crypto. That's right. It's all. You know, it's, uh, but you know what they say? If you Tyler, have to explain the joke. The well, I was just about to say, you know what makes it ten times funnier huh. when you explain yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the comedian who tells a joke and then stops when no one's laughing. and Goes, okay, you get it. Come on, guy in the front. What's your name? 
Jim. Jim, here's why that was funny, man. <laughs> well, you know. speaking of cachet, a good way to manage your cachet when it comes to gambling, Tyler. Oh, hey. Why don't you read a, be- a BetUS promo for us? Well, okay, I've got a great one. Now, I'm sorry if this stings, but all of our listeners who have signed up with BetUS were able to bet on the hot dog eating contest today. That's right. Now, if you're part of DraftKings, FanDuel, BetMGM, maybe you could find an occasional Joey Chestnut bet here or there, but you didn't have the depth of all the second and third place and total hot dogs and women's competition and all the fun bets that go with it. If you want part of that next year and for the Oscars and for the Emmys and for the Super Bowl coin toss and everything fun to make in between. And actually, it's not just a coin toss. For the Super Bowl, you can make the uh, Will Snoop Dogg smoke a blunt on stage. That was on uh, BetUS. Was it on DraftKings? I don't think so. (laughs) If you want to make those obscure fun bets, you've got to sign up at BetUS. And if you do, you get a big bonus on benefit of us. Just go to BetUS.com, put in promo code TAILGATE. That's BetUS.com, promo code TAILGATE. What that'll do gets you 125% bonus. And here's what that means. If you put in 100, you'll get 100 back. So you've got 200. And they'll put 25 in your in your casino account. Isn't that how it works, Will? They put a little bit in the casino. Yes. You get to play some blackjack, some slots. Look, what I would do. I'm is, a roulette guy. The way, I, Yeah, exactly. I like red 23. I'm, yep. I'm, a, I'm an MJ kind Jordan. of guy, right? Put it on a little red 23. Maybe sprinkle a little bit here or there. You know, have fun with that. But the point is... You put in a little, you get back a lot if you use promo code TAILGATE. Not only that, bet on the best games, bet on all the best uh, whatever we're talking about. We have we had a couple best bets last week. I gave out three picks. We're going to maybe talk some lines this show, next show. We love talking you know, handicaps and our best bets. So if you want to make those bets, make the fun bets, get a big promo code, BETUS, promo code TAILGATE. Absolutely. And look, BETUS, like, BetUS has stuff that... Other sports books don't. If you're in a place that doesn't have legal gambling, then you you absolutely have to use BetUS. If you're in a state that does, likely you also have like an account at FanDuel or, or whatever. But frankly, like BetUS has better stuff. They they have they have props that you can't find on the more popular the the, the DraftKings, the FanDuel sports books. And look, Tyler will never tell you to make cool be- uh, uh, parlays, but there are cooler <laughs> options for us squares uh, out there parlays, that like to singles. do parlays. Hey, even just Lord on sporting rings. event games, I can't tell you how many times I would be sitting next to a friend that was using FanDuel for their sportsbook and we're live betting games, and I have bets right there on my phone that he doesn't get on FanDuel. And, and a lot of people will probably think FanDuel and, and DraftKings are the bigger ones, so they have better stuff to offer, but they don't. That's how BetUS competes in the market, and it's what makes them better, and uh, you know you should be using it. It's the shit. Okay, so before we end this read, and I'm sure some of it's going to get chopped up in the edit, but before we finish this, a few BetUS best bets, okay? Now, has anyone watched uh, Better Call Saul here? Anyone? I not. Uh, I watched like the first couple seasons, but no. Okay, well, anyone out there, bet here is... Uh, better call Saul. Will Kim Wexler use the vacuum guy services to escape? Yes, minus one eighty. No, plus one forty. Is uh, that show still on? Is that why you can bet on it? Yeah, it's on final yeah. season. Uh, yeah. Do you guys watch Cobra Kai? No, I've no. heard it's great. I love the Karate Kid, but I haven't seen Cobra Kai. Lord of the Rings. Any Lord of the Rings fans here? Oh, big time, baby. Okay, well, character to make an appearance in season one of Lord of the Rings: The Rings of Power. Mm. Uh, now I'm not a fan, so if I mess these names up, sorry. Arwen Undomeli. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah. You minus 200. 
Legolas. Legolas. Does he play with Legos? Legolas. Uh, <laughs> Le- Legolas. <laughs> Legolas. Minus one forty. A stud, by so, the way. So Undo mainly Undo ma- Undo male. It's getting better. Undo male <laughs> is minus two hundred. Legolas is minus one forty. Tom Babaldi. Is minus one ten. <laughs> that doesn't sound like Lord of the Rings name at all. Sounds, like, sounds like he needs to go to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh Bombadil, Tom Bombadil. Is also that right? Oh, doesn't sound. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't sound look, at all look, like the you names look, you hear in Lord right of the there, Rings. Minus one ten. What is that? I was just saying that. Uh, minus Tom, one, Tom Bombadil. Tom Bombad- Bombadil. We've gotten a little off yeah. the tracks here. Well, yeah, we're going off the one after that is Balrog. That sounds more familiar. <laughs> Balrog, even money. Gandalf, 150. Sourman, plus 175. Frodo Baggins. The point is, make all these bets and more online. BetUS.com. Promo code tailgate. Absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of tailgate, it is the 4th of July. There's going to be a lot of people tailgating out there, grilling. And so, look, what we want to do, we have a couple playoff fours coming up. Mm. We have your top four playoff teams of first... Fourth of July, barbecue dishes, and then after that, best moments in American Love history. It. Yes. So starting off with barbecue dishes, I'm going to give you my top four. Are oh you ready? God. Yeah. Will, so Will is uh, a barbecue guy. I, I like Love going to barbecue. Will for this. Uh, now, look, I'm not frying Ryan. I don't have the, 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 the actual <laughs> no, cooking skills. No one's skills, frying Ryan. But, but when it comes to like going different... to a barbecue and, yeah. and, and putting together the best plate, I'm right there. So number one is the hot dog. You can't have Fourth mm. of July without eating a hot dog. That's just like a rule, right? So my one pro tip for that would be you have to buy the top cut buns. Yeah. Like most hot dog buns, they split open on the side. A lot of times if they're shitty, they like peel apart like super shitty and the bun like flips in half or whatever. The top cut buns are the the pro tip for that. So you got to have a hot dog, get some mustard, some onions, some ketchup on all of that stuff. Make sure they're uh bun length wieners as well. That's right. And uh, personally, I'm a Hebrew national guy. I like a oh, good kosher an aristocrat. Uh, hot dog. That's right. Uh, number two, I'm not sure this will be so high on other people's list, watermelon. Ooh. You, a fresh like slice of watermelon on a barbecue plate just is so perfect. Slaps, dude. Yeah, it's cold. It goes well with everything else. So number two is watermelon. Oh, number three is a burger. I think you got to go hot dog and burger, but if I had to pick one, it's going hot dog, so I like having the burger. And last but not least... Baked beans, getting baked nice. beans on your plate—that's my uh, my playoff top four barbecue dishes. I like it. I like it, but especially the top cut bun. That, the that, top cut bun is so is so good. That's money because buns are iffy. Now, I've never been a big spender on buns. I picked my battles at the grocery store. Some <laughs> some things I go big on, but I don't think buns is one of those things you really got to splurge on. So, what I like is the middle bun in the classic white bun pack mm. the middle bun is is nice and kind of compact it's got a good shape and feel to it but it's inconsistent so you're right top cut is the way to go but you went a different way with it i went my plate yeah like, so my, did my, I. yeah my overall four plate because you went hot dog and hamburger yes but so, i think that's what i want on a plate if i, mean, I can I'll only have down, four I'll things it's probably those four sure. okay okay so my playoff or and i, I did a mount rushmore for, for both of these because we're about to do thing, a different playoff well yeah but it's not ranked yeah right? I guess these aren't Mount, ranked I'm Mount, more Mount just Rushmore going college is, football yeah. themed yeah so know? we're doing Mount Rushmore okay I think. more non-rankings okay now uh, barbecue sauce I put as a uh, honorable mention because you have to have barbecue sauce on on like certain things for sure. you know but it, it goes and I went real barbecue centric for this yeah so did I so number four and this is or number four I just said Mount Rushmore and I did number four unbelievable this is not ranked this is Mount Rushmore and this is a weird one though pickles 
Okay, I think a good homemade pickle is amazing with barbecue. Mm. If you have, whether it's brisket, chicken, pork, you got good barbecue, you got good sides, whatever. A lot of good, you know, a pickle is a very, very good compliment. So I think it's like an underrated thing. So I put pickle up there. Okay, you got to have your pickles. I love pickles. I just okay. don't, I, I would rank them so high. Now Pota- I just see potato a salad. giant rock pickle. Yes, the side big rock pickle. Okay, next to it is potato salad. Love Next it. to that, barbecue beans. Next to that, smoked brisket. That is my Mount Rush. That's the plate. Right. That's the plate. Okay. And like the barbecue it. sauce goes over pretty much all of it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, Walgie and I had kind of the same uh, thought process. You here. had pickles. See? Pickle no, party. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Fuck pickles. Oh, okay. Um, You're not so a big pickle guy. I'm not, don't like, don't do you like, like cucumbers? I do. Do you like other pickled things? Do, do you, you like, like vinegar? Still, do you like vinegar? <laughs> I do. It's weird that I don't like pickles. I don't know why. Huh. I don't know. I'll have okay. a fried pickle, but it's fried. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll have a lot of stuff that's fried. Yeah. All right. So on my plate for the uh, backyard barbecue, uh, my first out is the spicy hot link. Mm. Didn't make the cut. Spicy hot link. Okay. I like a spicy okay. hot link. Didn't okay. make the cut mostly because I have gout and I would like <laughs> to be able to walk for two weeks after there this. There you go. <laughs> um, so I got, of course, the classic brisket. And then I want a half a roast chicken. Okay. Yeah, I mean, slow, look, slow smoke. I love that what? pick. Okay, <laughs> I, I mean, love a half yeah, chicken. I'm into it. Uh, nice rotisserie. The baked beans, and you got to have a little bit of cornbread. Oh, yeah, the cornbread is a must. Yeah, I guess I was thinking more like 4th of July plate. Sure. I said barbecue in the We thing, all went so different with sense. that, but that's what's great about this. <laughs> you know, you take Snyder, off the top of your head, your top four. <clears throat> Hot dog, hamburger, mac and cheese, oh. and corn on the cob. Oh, oh I love oh, that. Corn on the cob. Yeah, those are pretty good. That's okay. good. See you on the sea. All right. Uh, yes. Playoff. Same thing. It's your top four best moments in American history. Now, I chose to leave out like the obvious ones that, that, that have to be mentioned, of course. But like, I'm not going for like a aw shucks feeling here. So I didn't do like freeing sla- the slaves, right? Because that's mm-hmm. that's a given. Those are great given, things. Obviously. Um, yes. So these are more like, you know, specific moments or whatever where you go, fuck yeah, America, that kind of thing. So obviously like women being allowed to vote, you know, uh, passing of amendments, those are a given, but we're not going for the sappy aw shucks stuff here. We're going for like fun American history things. No, so I've got I'm into it. I've got a top four here uh number one it's this the start of america the massive upset over england no one gave us <laughs> a, a big shot. upset we were like plus 500 odds at least you we got the back door 500 i would plus 500 seems cheap yo i mean maybe I mean, it was a massive upset we went straight gorilla on their asses <laughs> and we took those red coats and we kicked them all the way back across the atlantic oh, so that's it. my number one and we're gonna do the same thing in the world cup here in a few months fuck yes we are yeah. um second is landing on the moon now this Did is we? this is separate from all conspiracy talk, but the idea that we could send astronauts to the fucking moon, which no one else has done and we haven't done since, in like the fucking sixties and seventies and shit, is crazy and so like so epic. And so that's my number two. Uh, number three is the Louisiana Purchase. Now this one's epic because in eighteen oh three we bought the Louisiana territory from France for fifteen million dollars. And it's a it was it basically doubled the size of America. It came down to eighteen dollars per square mile, and we just fleeced France out of that shit so hard. <laughs> and it just it grew America even bigger. It's an epic story. Without it, we have no LSU football. So it's a big <laughs> deal. Finally, 
uh, number four is the invention of the college football playoff. Going from the BCS system okay. to a playoff system, which is now obsolete. But at the time, we were all clamoring over it and just absolutely busting nuts. And so <laughs> uh, I, I love that we don't have the BCS system. Those are my top yes. four. And, uh, you know, I passed that. I don't even, I guess if I had one that would like just barely made the cut, it would have been like, uh, you know, an epic battle in World War II, you know, victory day or whatever. We win World War II. Uh, we, we beat the Germans and uh, Japan woke up the boys, you know. All right. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> Ryan, you want to go next year with me too? Sure, I can. All right. All right. So these are in no particular order, but uh, my top four, I've got... Uh, McDonald's was uh, founded in 1955. What's more American than McDonald's? <laughs> I love it. Um, my next one is Jackie Robinson becoming the first African-American uh, Major League Baseball player. Yes. Uh, the first baseball game post 9-11. Um, it was the Subway Series, Yankees and Mets. And I don't know. It was just a, a different time back then. George Bush threw a heater too yeah, he for an opening Got pitch right down the middle. Now he draws pictures of dogs. <laughs> um, and then my last one is the 1980 U.S. Olympic hockey team winning the gold over Russia. Oh, fuck yes, dude. The miracle on ice. Yep. Love it. Nice. All right. I, I went a different uh, direction here. I went uh, top four. The invention of the pickle? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> one day the cucumber slipped into a vat of vinegar. Okay. So best moments in American history college sports related okay love it number four the colorado buffaloes winning the title 1990 mm. over notre dame screw you lou holtz i hate you <laughs> it is not a shared national championship number three i am getting sanctimonious will title nine big big uh big deal and that was uh obviously today that's still reflected that's a big deal title nine it was huge yep uh, number two was recent Supreme Court ruling in the NIL. They can all get paid. Everyone playing college sports can now make money. How awesome is that? And number one, this is going to sound kind of focused and weird, but it was huge for the for college football, which is what this podcast is. Teddy Roosevelt, when oh, he was president, love him, was a part of making college football safer. He got together representatives from Yale. Harvard, a couple other uh, Ivy League schools, and said, this barbaric sport could be awesome. We've got to clean it up. So they introduced helmets and pads, and everyone like Will, who didn't like change, yelled and said, no, you're messing with our tradition. This is what we've always had. This is how football is. And thanks to them, the sport we have today with the safety, and look, could it improve? Of course, and that's what they're working on now. But the first person to ever really bring awareness to safety in football was Teddy Roosevelt, and he did that as president, introduced helmets, and was really monumental in, I know this sounds weird, but cutting down deaths on football fields, so that's yep. a big one. So. Dude, uh, Teddy Roosevelt was a fucking badass, too. He, he had the Rough Riders. He also uh, brought about the national park system. Uh, he was the first guy to invite a black man over for dinner at the White House. Just a bad motherfucker. Wasn't Teddy Roosevelt, yeah. didn't he get stuck in his bathtub one time? No, you're thinking of Howard Taft. I Taft, He was right. like the super obese one. I thought you were thinking of me that one time in college. <laughs> when I had, when I had a little... Uh, yeah. It's funny that it was Taft because it just sounds like a, a fat thing to say. Taft. <laughs> Taft. Look, that's also a great American tradition, just being morbidly obese. And I like that's why McDonald's made the cut. Tradition, okay, yeah, and I do like the McDonald's. Snyder, did you create a list? Uh, short notice. 
Um, no, I did not. What do you got? Just for, uh, off Britain. the top of your head, your first, Beating your Britain. favorite thing in American history, college sports history, whatever. Uh, Is it the Live Golf Tour? Actually, yeah, Live's pretty good. I like how they're shaking up uh, Live. the golf world. Nick right? Snyder, big fan of, of the Saudis. <laughs> Money talks. <laughs> ah, that's great. Well, listen, uh, that's all we have for today's show. That's it. We are going to be back soon. So August is when things really start heating up. We're going to start doing preseason breakdowns. We've got our uh, our tailgate combine coming up soon. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at CFB underscore POD. Review the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Tell your friends. We'll see you guys next time.